Let's do this. All right, without further ado, guys. Hello, everyone. As the music anticipates here in the background, this is Attack to Talk, and I am your host, AJ. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, just me today. As you can see, I don't have Lexi. I don't have Zach. I don't know where they're at. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, it's just me today, guys. Um, Lexi's feeling ill. And uh, Zach's schedule, again, wasn't able to be here. But hopefully, you know, uh, as you can see, Lexi's in chat currently. So um, hopefully Lexi can go ahead and let's see what's going on here. I'm being distracted here, guys. Gotcha. I think somebody's trying to join, but... Anyways, guys. Yeah, so just me. Um, hopefully, uh, Zach can join us in chat. That'd be awesome. Um, but uh, we got to continue on, guys. I know that I left a little update for you all last week that uh, we weren't going to have an episode for that week. We took the week off, and um, I promised that we'd be back, but here we are. I'm back. And I don't want to go two weeks, guys, without having an episode. Like, that's not fun, you know? Um, one week is nice. You kind of get a little breather, you know, you get, you get to relax a little bit, but then when you take two weeks off, then it's like, okay, it could be hard to get back into things. And sometimes, you know, when time passes, you guys are going to just forget about us, you know, <laughs> hopefully not, but you know, two weeks is one of those like time lengths where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to take that time. So we need an episode and we're having an episode tonight and uh, Captain Boggy, what's up, buddy? And uh, yeah, we're back, guys. So um, without further ado, in today's episode, we will be focusing on Season 2, Episode 5, Historia, Part 1. Yeah, guys, of course you guys are aware of uh, potential spoiler talk, which we can pretty much all agree that there will be spoiler talk. Um, there always is. And uh, yeah, so I'll try to recap. I know it's been a little while. Um, so I'll do the best that I can to remember what we last uh, talked about, but I also know that we have a poll result and, uh, a Q and A to, to go over. So that was also something that we discussed probably, you know, a couple weeks ago. So let's get into that now. Also, uh, as you guys are aware, it's just me. So don't be afraid to go ahead and chime in and chat. Let us know, or let me know. I should say, I'm so used to saying, let us know, but let me know. Um, if there's any topics you guys want to discuss, especially when I'm getting into the story, when I'm talking about the episode, please chime in guys, chime in, um, in chat to go ahead and let me know your guys' thoughts on certain things that I'm talking about or certain things that happens in this episode, because this is a very strange episode because we're going to go ahead and dive into the story that is Ymir and Krista. Um, that dynamic is very interesting. The relationship between the two is very interesting. And, um, yeah, so we're going to learn a lot about it today in this episode as we discuss part one. But again, as I'm going along with the story, I'm going to pause multiple times. So I want to actually be able to rechat and, and, and see what it is that you guys are, are adding to this episode. Any insight, any information, any thoughts, any theories, anything. 
um, that's what this episode is about, guys. It's what Attack to Talk is about. You know, we're all just fans of of AOT, and we love just speculating. We love just talking about AOT. We love talking about the episodes. We love talking about the characters. Just so many different theories and speculation. That's what makes it so great, guys. So do not be afraid to chime in. I need your guys' help this episode. I need all of the involvement and engagement as possible. Um, so yeah, please help me out, guys. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into the poll results. And as I look into the poll, I see that the question was, ooh, this is an interesting one. Speaking of, of, of Krista and speaking of the title of this episode, Historia, Something we discussed and just kind of threw out there um, was our Beast Titans, and we speculated as well as Historia's Beast Titan. I threw out the idea, I believe, where I can actually see her, oddly enough, inheriting the Beast Titan. Don't know how that would play out. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to create that storyline in my head and get back to you guys in a future episode. But the question is, if Historia inherited the Beast Titan, which farm animal would she transform into? And obviously, we know we threw out farm animal because Krista. Um, yo, Marco. What's up, buddy? But we know that Krista grew up on a farm. So, I mean, it makes sense. Which farm animal would Krista transform or become into if she were to inherit the Beast Titan? Um, as we also are aware that the beast heightened is like almost like subconsciously um, involved with some sort of backstory that you have. I mean, don't know the actual like legitimacy of all that. It's just something that we've seen kind of at least in the anime and I'm sure in the manga as well. Um, but yeah, so let's look, let's go into the results. This is on Spotify. So which farm animal would Historia transform into if she inherited the beast Titan? And with 0%, we have four choices, but 0% is a chicken. So I have to agree. I do not see her as a chicken. Uh, she doesn't give off that kind of energy. Unless there were like chickens meant something very special to her growing up, then she would be a chicken. But no, I can't see her being a chicken. Um, with 17%, guys, you guys voted for a pig. And that's, I believe that's your choice, Marco. You threw out the pig option. So uh, shout out to Marco there for throwing out that option. Um, I don't think Marco thinks that, you know, Historia would be a pig. I think he just threw out the farm animal. <laughs> but 17% of you think that uh, Historia would make a good pig beast titan. Uh, and that'd be very interesting. That'd be odd to see. Um, funny, but I mean, yeah. Marco confirms that, yes, she's a pig. <laughs> Thank you for that, Marco. <laughs> um, and with 33%, um, you guys voted a horse. And I think I, so I voted in that same 33%. I think a horse would be absolutely just beautiful. This beautiful giant beast titan of a horse that has just an absolute beautiful golden mane. Like, I don't know. And I think she would just be so fierce and just so intimidating, but yet have this, this like, like, I don't know, elegant beauty to her, you know, which she obviously has, uh, which so many people love her and want to marry her. A white horse, yes. An absolutely tall, freaking crazy-looking white horse just with a beautiful golden mane. And, wow, the winner with 50% in our Spotify um, poll question, 50%, you guys chose a mouse. Wow. 
I um I did not see that one coming. Captain Boggy says like a Pegasus. Bro, I'm telling you, can you imagine? Um, so I got spoiled with some details um on our last episode or OVA about uh Falco's jaw titan. But dude, Captain Boggy, if this beast titan became not just a horse, but an absolute beautiful and elegant Pegasus, then I, I don't I don't know. I think she wins. I think she wins. Um yeah, that'd be awesome. But 50% a mouse? God, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine that. Like, would it just be a very big muscular mouse? Or would she be still, like, tiny? And, like, I don't know. Like, how would that look? You guys let me know in chat what you guys think that that would kind of look like. Um, Lexi's chiming in here in chat. Says, horse makes the most sense with her backstory um, of tending to them and being so close to them. But mouse makes sense because of her demeanor and her voice. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. I mean, in terms of like her personality a little bit and who, you know, she would kind of like, I don't know, that more correlates with. Yeah, I guess a mouse. But I agree, Lex, with the uh, backstory. And we know that how passionate she is about caring and, and taking, taking care of the horses. And not just that, but also like being helpful. We saw in the exterior scouting mission, um where she was able to help out some of the scouts with arriving with horses. I believe she helped, um, was it Armin? Or maybe it was Jean's horse? I don't know, I can't remember whose horse it was, but she came here to to, to save the day. Uh, Marco's chiming in as well. It was Ord Hamster, throwing out the hamster idea because uh, they're always trying to kill themselves. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting uh, insight there, Marco. Um, interesting that you mentioned about killing yourself in terms of Krista because uh, I like where you're going with that because that's that's going to be important in this episode that we focus on something that Ymir calls her out on so just like you Marco always just a step ahead I like it um yeah Captain Boggy is agreeing uh so that's on Spotify guys now let's go ahead and look at Instagram so again same question if Historia was the beast titan which farm animal would she be now <clears throat> this is um, a lot different and uh, with 2% bottom here is uh, chicken so again not different in that sense so chicken um, actually now that I'm looking at it you guys tell me here that this isn't different at all because <laughs> 4% is a pig and then with 42% we have a horse okay and then with 53% the winner again a mouse so there it is. You guys have uh, have agreed that the mouse is the beast titan that Historia would become. So there we go. As much as I think a horse would be absolutely perfect for her, I guess you guys have spoken. It's going to be a mouse. The percentage here is a lot different as we got a uh, 33% horse, 42% here on Instagram. Not so different. 3% difference for the, the winner, which is a mouse. Very cool. Now, let's get into the Q&A. I believe we have two responses. If you guys are um, here joining me in uh, in chat, if you guys want to go ahead and respond to the question, please, by all means, go ahead and do it. I would love to go ahead and hear your guys' responses as well. But the question here is, which moment in AOT upsets you so much that you would rewrite re it? Um, yeah. Again, we talked about that in the OVA, where it's like, man, you know, there's so many moments where, I, at least for me, I think that 
they happen in such a weird, chaotic, destructive way that I would want to see them happen in a more kind of like productive, more kind of like, I don't know, just a better way of, uh, of things playing out for the characters that we enjoy. Um, or at least the characters that we root for. I mean, we know the AOT, they go ahead and there's so much despair. You can't really love something for too long because it feels like something's going to happen. Um, there's always trouble. There's always a crazy situation at hand. And there's always seems like chaos. Um, so for me, it's like that. I feel like there's a lot of moments where you can probably pick and choose certain things to, to change. But again, as we speculated, how would that alter the storyline, you know? But for some of the responses, um, our boy Eddie Hinston, he chimed in. And he said that the scene that I would like to rewrite, to rewrite, I can't even say that word, rewrite. <laughs> so like, it sounds like I'm saying it wrong. Rewrite. But the scene that uh, Eddie would rewrite is, uh, is Zeke turning the scouts into titans. Now, I think Eddie needs to clarify a little bit more because there are several moments where Zeke turns some of our scouts into titans. At least the two that the two big ones that come to mind are in the forest with Levi, where he turns his entire squad into titans just to distract or try to kill Levi. And so that when I mean distract, so that Zeke can obviously escape. And uh and then the other moment, obviously, is when, you know, we're back inside the walls and we, unfortunately we see Zeke do his roar, which is transforming all of our, uh, some of, some of our friends into Titans. Um, maybe not friends, but characters, obviously, that we're aware of and maybe we even like, I know Commander Pix is one of those, um, which was very hard to see. But Eddie, if you can rewrite that, I think that would be awesome. Again, how would that change the storyline, though? Because those are important moments for, for Zeke and the story going forward. Um, all right. Well, Marco's chiming in says, the only, thing, the only thing would be that the Ymir and Historia thing, because that's the only one that didn't need to happen. Oh, I agree here. We, Marco, when he was here with us, I mean, we kind of talked about it in person. That whole situation with Ymir deciding to go ahead and choose Berthold and Reina for the sake of what? I owe you guys this? For the sake of what? there's no life inside the walls. Um, she was obviously wrong in that sense because we see what Historia becomes. But yes, that annoys the hell out of me too. So I wholeheartedly agree with you, Marco. Um, let's get on to our next uh, response here. And B. Dennis, our boy B. Dennis, he, uh, he said, like how Lex said last week about not wanting too many rewrites. Besides, well, besides Ymir, he says, I'd tweak a few things about Aaron in the terrorist mode or make some minor side characters more relevant. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's dive into this a little bit because this is uh, there's a lot of layers to this one. One, obviously, as Lexi says, preach because uh, B. Dennis is agreeing with Lex that there's just too many things to, uh, to try to change. And uh, he also agrees with both of us here, Marco, with the whole Ymir thing. That, that should change because uh, I think that the story would play out Almost like more exciting a little bit. Uh, what's up, Laker for Life? What's up? And uh, obviously, you got to tweak some things to not make Aaron look so freaking, you know, as SP Dennis puts it, terrorist mode. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to see my guy Aaron turn into a terrorist. Like, does he have to go full, like, 
genocide. Like, I, I get wanting to protect your home. I get wanting to, um, you know, protect your friends and your family and your people. But this is, like, above and beyond. Like, dude, like, tone it down, like, a couple notches, you know? Like, just take out Marley, you know? Just take them out. Um, if you want to kill somebody, just go and take out Marley. There's, I mean, all the other people that are kind of clueless, I mean, no, but I mean, if they decide to go ahead and venture their way to, to go to, you know, the island of parody, then by all means, take them out. But don't go out of your way, bro. I get it. You got all the power in the world right now, but come on. Like, you don't have to do all that. And then uh, last point here is um, just make some minor changes to some characters and make them more relevant. And I, that would be cool to see um, some minor characters um, like who are some that come to mind to make them a little bit more relevant. Um, I don't know. Like, obviously you have minor characters that are kind of like, you know, and obviously not scouts, but they are, you know, military police characters like Marlo and Hitch. Like if there was more layers to them, that would be very interesting. I don't even want to include this full flocks name because I'm, I'm going to be sick and tired of him just real quick. Um, flock is a character that, that does not need minor tweaking or is some sort of redemption at all. Flock is just straight up. He's just a bitch. Like, I'm not even going to friend. Like, I hate Flock so much in AOT. Um, that name, too. Flock. Man, get the Flock out of here, dude. I just, I can't deal with you right now. Um, And, I mean, there's characters, obviously, I would love to see them kind of continue on with, like, you know, obviously, Marco. Like, Marco, we know that his his impact is lasting throughout the entire story. Um, Alexa chimed in saying, Flock should have died in the Beast Titan battle. Yes. That's something we can change. Yes. How about Marlo is the one that survives? Captain Boggy's chiming in as well, saying, I think what would be the most interesting part to elaborate on is the past Titan users and the first king making the walls and whatnot. That'd be interesting. So that would be such an interesting kind of like spinoff series. You know how we see these great kind of like series, like these shows, like even like Game of Thrones or something. Now they're getting these spinoffs where we're going into more of the history and the Laker for life. I agree. Flock him, dude. Flock him. And uh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, that would be so cool to have like that spinoff where we focus on the history that is AOT where we go back to to learn about something as interesting and, and again talk about layers like think about all of the experiences that the past titan users have gone through and what did they go through what do they see we understand that the you know now the inheritors they can get the memories but we don't get to see that like no it's not fair we don't get to go ahead and see these memories we don't get to see the experiences we don't get to see the battles we don't get to see just all the craziness that you know, comes with being a Titan user and their crazy 13 year span, you know, or, or however long they end up surviving and living. Um, Captain Boggy continues saying, and the source of all organic material, like, what was that thing? Like, I know it's so crazy. Like, again, um, with AOT, there's like so much I feel like they can elaborate on so many details where it's like, what? Like, okay, like, I want to know more about that. But, um, you know, we're kind of just left hanging or, or we have to wait. And, uh, it sucks being patient, <laughs> especially when it's like something as juicy as some of these information or some of these little uh, juicy details. Um, but thank you for that, Captain Boggy. I think that's so interesting. I I would be 100% on board with that if I if I was aware or knew that, that something was in the works of like learning about the history of AOT. Like, count me in. I'm ready. 
I would like it. I'm on board. So yeah, and uh, those are the responses, guys. Thank you so much for that, B Dennis, and uh, to Eddie Hinston. Um, yeah, very interesting. Alrighty, so some recap. My goodness, Let's see if I can remember. Uh, we had an OVA episode. That's what happened last. But if I'm trying to recap what the hell happened in our last episode. Uh, talking about the story, I'm pretty sure it was over at Utgard Castle. And we unfortunately lost two very valuable soldiers in Ananaba and Gelger. Um, we also lost the two other scouts. Uh, forgive me for not remembering their name. Uh, we were only introduced to them in a couple of episodes. I believe it was two episodes. Uh, I think one was like Henning and the woman was... Damn it, I can't remember. If you guys can remember her name. Lexi, remember her name. You're the one who played her. <laughs> Let me know what her name is. Um, but, you know, RIP to them. They were taken out by crazy freaking, you know, rock boulder throw by uh, the Beast Titan as he's watching over on the over on the wall. Um, but, yeah. So, some of the scouts were over at Udgard Castle. The Titans were just absolutely overrunning the area. And... Um, you know, Gelger and Anaba to do the best they could, they can to 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 solve that whole situation. Um, there was a moment there where it was looking very promising. They were getting job like they were getting it done. Even like some of the scouts, I believe it was Ymir, because they were dealing with their own little situation inside the the castle. Which obviously, you know, um, the woman scout that I can't remember her name, she noticed that. The, the the titans or they have infiltrated the castle and um and so when rhina is he's in the castle and he's looking he notices as he opens up one of the door um and lexi is, is helping me out here and then the other scout's name was lynn thank you that for that lex thank you for lynn because lynn she's the one who noticed that the the titans have infiltrated the castle and rhina sees a titan as he opens up one of the castle doors literally like the second door so if you have the top of the castle the tower here he goes downstairs. He goes to the first door. All right, that one's clear. And he's like, all right, let's go see what's behind door number two. And as he opens it up, a freaking Titan is literally right outside that door. And then we see a little bit of a backstory moment with Rhina when he is saved by, um, by Marcel. And Marcel was eaten by uh, a very gremlin-looking gremlin Titan. And... Uh, and then this just, again, this motivates Rhina to, to not want to be in that situation again, where we see that they, him and the others are able to, to figure out and, and solve that situation um, with that Titan, where Rhina literally gets this Titan on his freaking back and he starts walking upstairs with this freaking Titan. And uh, with the help of Connie freeing the Titan's jaw from, you know, I should say freeing Rhina's arm from the Titan's jaw. Um, and with the help of Ymir with an absolute crazy freaking front kick to the face that sends the Titan flying out the freaking window. Um, you know, they solve that situation and now they have to barricade and do what they can. And, uh, and, you know, Krista, she's attending to, to Rhino. And then as Ymir sees, she looks outside the window back to my point here. She notices that damn, like the scouts are, they're getting shit done. And uh, even Gelger and Nanaba, they take kind of like little breaks because they, as they got all the big Titans out of the way, they're like, all right, cool. We actually might survive this. All right, cool. 
But Zeke had other plans. He started throwing rocks, and he summoned more freaking titans. And then that's where, unfortunately, things became too crazy and too much for our two valuable scouts, and um, they didn't survive. And as the situation just seemed hopeless, all of our other scouts at the towers believed that that, it, that that's it. You know, their time is, is up, and this is how they die. Ymir has some words with Krista about remembering who she is, and Ymir, she reveals herself to be that gremlin-looking titan that is the Jaw Titan as she jumps off of the tower to, to in a last-ditch effort, try to help them survive. Or at least help Krista survive. Like, I'm sure that's obviously your number one priority. Um, so that is some recap, guys. I hope I did a good job of remembering it. Um, and now we're going to go ahead and get into Season 2, Episode 5, Historia. And this is Part 1 of our breakdown and discussion. Remember, guys, as I'm going along with the story, don't be afraid to go ahead and uh, give me your, some of your insights as we as I talk about the story. Let me know if there's something that I that I say where it's like, oh, man, you know, that's this and this or this and this, whatever, you know, because, again, I want all the involvement that I can possibly get here, guys. But without further ado, um, let's go ahead and let's get into this episode. So the episode begins and we noticed we noticed people walking in the snow. Well, we see that it's Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa, and we see that they're all bundled up in snow gear. We also see Connie and Sasha trailing them also in snow gear. And then as we pan to realize that it appears that the entire cadet class, they're hiking through a snowy mountain, heading towards a cabin in the distance. We see a woman waiting by the cabin, and as the trainee corps flag waves behind her, so I'm going to do all the voices in this episode, guys. Uh, so when it comes to all of the women voices, I am going to just be saying them in emotions that they would be saying them. Um, so I'm not going to go in and just bear with me, guys. I'm going to do all the voices here. Okay. I'll do the best that I can. <laughs> um, all right. So a woman waiting by the cabin can be seen, right? As again, as I say, that training corps flag waves behind her and she screams out to the cadets. Come on! You're almost there! Keep it up! Well, a man standing next to her informs the cadets. Nine hours! Twelve minutes! Not bad, given the conditions you had to trudge through. And we now see that the group of the cadets, they arrived to the cabin, and they're resting now. And they're all trying to get warm as they all sit uh, next to a fire. Well, Aaron, he sighs as he tells the group... Thought we were dead out there. Damn it. Nobody said training would be this rough. And John adds, Anyone else not feeling their legs? Well, Connie asks, Why won't they let us inside already? And Sasha, she answers, I bet they're busy laying out a massive banquet for us as we speak. And Sasha, she sounds like she's beginning to drool over the idea. But then Raina interrupts the group as he screams out to them, Hey! You guys seen Krista? And Rhyna, he runs over to the group. As Aaron, he's now seen looking surprised and confused. Mikasa responds to Rhyna, Not for a while. She was with Daz, but he wasn't looking so good. And Rhyna tells Mikasa, Yeah, well, he's not here. Ymir isn't back yet either. And Marco adds, Oh, sweet Marco. 
Marco adds, they probably mixed in with the last squad. But Reina informs Marco, that's just it. Thomas was leading the last squad. Says that they never saw them. And then we see Thomas and his group. We see them all worried as they're talking to one of the instructors. Aaron and all of the others, they just now like are confused and they're worried. And we see again that training core flag that's waving in the heavy winds. But it now becomes very quiet. Armin, he now speaks up and he asks, Hold on. Do you think they're lost? And then Connie, he adds, Oh, man. If they get stuck out there in the snowstorm, they're done for. But then suddenly, a determined and worried Aaron stands up. Son of a... And then Aaron, he begins walking away. But Mikasa aggressively grabs his arm as she calls his name. And Aaron tells her, I have to go back out there and try to find them. But then suddenly Marco tells Aaron, I'm with you. But before they can even think of a plan, an instructor yells out to them, In the cabin! Now! Aaron, he tries to inform the, the instructor, But... Krista and... But the instructor interrupts Aaron. We know. A rescue team will be sent out at first light. Not what Aaron wanted to hear. As he yells out to them, They'll have frozen to death by then! But the instructor asks Aaron, Do you want more people to die? And we see the fire outside, just struggling to stay lit. And the windows shaking because of the strength of the wind. Aaron simply says, Damn it. Because Aaron knows. Maybe it's not smart to just go out on a whim and on emotions and try to just search for them. Um, so going back here to what I, I just said here, I mean, obviously we, we get to see some characters again or maybe we get to see Marco again. It was so nice and re kind of refreshing to go ahead and see Marco. Um, and of course, Marco just being the team player that he is, you know, he just like, I'm with you. So that's so freaking cool. I miss Marco. Um but yeah, so this obviously is like another training moment very early on and in their, in their cadet training. So they're in harsh weather conditions. Uh, we see that they're like pretty much hiking through a crazy heavy snowstorm in this mountain um, to go ahead and just get to this cabin. As one of the instructors told him, uh, I believe, he says, yeah, nine hours and 12 minutes. That's how long of a hike that they had. Excuse me. Let me go ahead and take a sip of water real quick, guys. Well, let that sink in a little bit, guys. Nine hours and 12 minutes of this training in harsh weather conditions. Um, yeah, I mean, craziness. But yeah, so they're obviously tired. And um, Ryan informs them that Krista is missing. Mikasa says that, you know, she last saw him with Daz, but Daz wasn't looking too good. Now... Daz is another character that is so freaking annoying. I don't know. I mean, we saw him very early on in season one, just having a moment, freaking screaming out with his emotions and being very frightened and afraid and scared. And and he wants to go back home. And he got to a point where he's like, all right, screw this. You know what? If you're going to send me out there, you're going to force me to go out there to die. You might as well just kill me now. Just kill me now, please. Please kill him now, <laughs> please. <laughs> because one, if they killed him at that moment... They wouldn't be in the situation that is Krista and Ymir. 
which we're going to get into very shortly. But like, golly, Daz, like grow a pair, dude, you know? Um, yeah. So Krista and Ymir are, I mean, they're missing. And again, in these crazy, like harsh weather conditions, um, it's, it's serious news. Who knows how long they can survive out there. And uh, of course, Aaron, you know, he wants to go ahead and, and be there for his fellow cadets. And um, and yeah, he uh, again on a motion, um, he wants to go save them. And it seems like he wants to do it alone. But, uh, you know, everyone else, at least, you know, some of them want to go ahead and help. But the instructor again is like, look, as smart as it is, um, you shouldn't go out there because like you're putting more people in, in, in jeopardy and risk of death. Um, I maybe don't agree with how long the instructor wants to wait. Uh, yeah, we'll send a search party you know, once there's light. Um, okay, you're just going to find frozen corpses. Like, okay, you know? Um, so I get why Aaron wants to be, you know, he wants to go ahead and find them now. Um, yeah, so Lexi's chiming in saying uh, that Daz should have just, they should have just kicked him out at, the, at at that point. At this point, yes. Like, if he survives, all right, dude, you're obviously not cut out for this. Like, bye. You have to go. Go ahead and hike back home. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there you go. You got you got helped up this mountain now. Could travel back down. Bye. Um, <laughs> yes, he finally makes it. That's spoiler alert, guys. I told you we're gonna get to some spoiler talk, but yeah, he makes it with the help of his friends here. But um, is it worth it? No, no, it's not worth it. Uh, and we know from we find out from from later on in season four that Daz is still alive. As you know, we we see that moment at at the port with the boats with the ships where he's trying to prevent our you know our favorite characters here from. From getting shit done. But Daz, he gets his. He gets his. <laughs> yeah, he gets his for sure. I think it was um I think it was Connie. Right guys? Was it Connie that takes Daz out? Long overdue, but thank you, Connie. Thank you. I'll give him a little applaud for that. All right. <clears throat> So they have to wait. So uh, continuing on with the episode now. We now see, I should say, we now get an overlook at the large snowy mountain and many trees in this forest. Then as we go deeper into this forest, we notice two people with lanterns. One pulling another person on a sled and the other trailing, just watching. The snowy storm is aggressive and it's becoming nightfall very quickly. Ymir calls out, Krista, seriously, give it up. This is pointless. Krista affirmatively tells Ymir as she's helping the other person, No, it's not. Well, Ymir now says as she just watches, Dumb bastard's got one foot in the grave as it is. Nobody to blame but himself if you ask me. Should have known, should have known how much he could handle before trying to boost his score. Some people just aren't cut out to be soldiers. He'll be long gone by the time you make it to the foot of that mountain. Raid, we're going. We'll be lucky not to join him. It's a sum zero game. The way I see it, 
We've got two choices. Leave Daz to the elements and save our own skin. Or die a cozy little trio. What's it going to be? Krista stops and thinks for a moment and then tells Ymir, You left one out. Third option. You're completely wrong. I reached base in plenty of time to save his life and by morning this is all a bad memory. There's no reason for you to stick with me. We'll only slow you down. You'll make it back a lot faster on your own. Daz and I will be right behind you. Go on ahead. And Krista just gives Ymir a cute little smile as Ymir has an annoyed look on her face. Krista continues pulling the sled that Daz is on. We see Krista growing tired as she begins to breathe heavy and then she suddenly falls. Krista, however, she gets right back up and continues her mission of saving Daz. Ymir just watches and then she tells Krista, so, uh, you got something against asking me for help or what? Know what I think? I think saving this moron is the furthest thing from your mind. Krista stops, and now Ymir is standing beside her. Krista looks up at Ymir, only to see Ymir staring right back at her. Ymir continues. You're not worried about Daz. You're just using him as an excuse to die. This is how you want your story to end, right? What a shame. Here I thought you were the good girl. Of course, if you can make it look like you were trying to save his life, no one will be the wiser. Hey, they'll remember you as a hero who fearlessly sacrificed herself. He's a small price to pay, right? If you're a selfish bitch. And then Carissa just gasps and rebuttals. That's not... I never meant... That's not me. And then Carissa looks down in sadness. It's just... But Ymir interrupts. I know you. You're the mistress' daughter with the price on her head. And then Krista becomes shocked. How could you possibly... And then Ymir sees Krista's expression and says... Uh-huh. There go any doubts I had. Let's just say I have a knack for being in the wrong place at the right time. And then now the scene changes from the setting that is a snowy mountain to now we are inside of a church. Ymir continues. I snuck inside a church in the interior once scrounging around for whatever might keep me alive another week. Quite a story I got treated to. Apparently, a high-ranking noble produced more heirs than his people were comfortable with. An illegitimate girl was floating around, and they all feared might come out of nowhere one day and claim a share in his legacy. Some wanted her dead. Some wanted to strip her of the family name and hide her among peasant stock. In the end, clever bastards forced her to join the cadet corps. Don't worry, sweetheart. Your true identity is safe with me. I haven't told a soul, and I don't plan to. And now a confused and shocked Krista asks, So so was your whole reason for joining the cadet corps just to find me? Why would you even care? Ymir, she inhales. I don't know. 
Maybe I can relate to your struggle. And then Krista wonders, So we have more in common than I thought? Ymir answers, Well, you could say that. And then Krista now wonders, I'm why you're a soldier? Ymir answers, Could be. I'm not positive. Uh, actually, no. And Krista asks, So why then? Did you want us to become friends? And now Ymir's eyes widen. <laughs> You've got to be joking. The only thing we have in common is a second chance. Look, don't try to read anything else into it, okay? Unlike you, I embraced my name that I was born with. If I throw it away and reject who I am, then they win. I intend to live my life. Make my name mean something. Trust me, there's no revenge in the world sweeter than that. Look at yourself, Krista, or whoever you are. You've been a victim all your life. And how do you get your revenge? By becoming your own victim. Screw you and this stupid death wish. If you kill yourself, you'll be doing exactly what they want. And now, a sad Krista just tries to answer. I, I that's not how, I, I just. And now Krista, she just takes a look at Daz. I didn't mean to get us into this. And now there's nothing we can do. Well, Ymir tells Krista straight up. Bullshit. And Ymir begins walking away. Krista follows Ymir as she still pulls Daz. And Ymir stops to inform. The base is a straight drop from here. Excuse me. Krista, she stops too to notice the steep cliff. Ymir tells Krista... I say we dump him off the cliff. It's possible he'll survive the fall. And if they find him, then he might be okay. Sure, it's a long shot. But that's what we're dealing with. Unless we're due for a miracle. Even if you live to drag him down there, all you'll have in tow by the time you make it is a frozen corpse. And a worried Krista chimes in, But if he falls, he'll die for certain. Ymir turns and screams at Krista, Enough of this shit! Ymir picks up Krista, and as Krista asks, What are you doing? Put me down! Ymir tells Krista, I'll handle Daz. You get moving. Ymir now throws down Krista, throws her down a snowy hill. We see Krista, she rolls down and she crashes, she crashes into a nearby tree, causing snow to just fall on top of her. We see Ymir walk away, and then we see a bright sunlight as she transforms. Well, Krista, she emerges from the snow as she looks around. We see just tracks from where Daz was, and that's Krista. She can be heard saying, no. Krista, very quickly, she runs up the mountain as she yells out Ymir's name. Krista, she gets up to that mountain. But she now appears to be very confused as she looks around. And she asks, 
What's going on? We see the snow tracks from the sled that Daz was on and a large indentation in the snow where Ymir's lantern lays. Where did they? Krista says. Wow. Wow. Ymir is a cold-hearted bitch. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, in, in all seriousness, I think Ymir's right here. Like, come on, Daz, he's a lost cause here. I mean... She's following Krista because, I mean, I, I, Ymir can go ahead and sugarcoat it as she wants to say, hide, hide it all she wants, but she cares about Krista, obviously, so, which is why she's there in this snowy, crazy, you know, setting here, this snowstorm, um, and Krista having the, the big heart that she has, she is doing everything she can to, to get Daz to the cabin. I don't know how close they are. I don't know how far they are. All we know is that we get to them. Ymir looks down a cliff and we see literally just like almost like a straight shot down is the cabin. And it's a pretty far drop. Um, the idea of tossing Daz is interesting, compelling. Um, just throw his ass down there and see if he survives. <laughs> We'll we'll continuing traveling down the mountain and we'll see if he's still there. Um Hey, if he dies, he dies. I mean Daz again, he's just dead weight at this point, anyways. And like Ymir said, if you make it through these harsh weather conditions and you know, we reach the cabin, he's just gonna be a frozen corpse. Like, let's think about that. Um don't think he's worth all the trouble, at least from what we've seen, unless this is one of the characters that B. Dennis was alluding to about giving more story to to make him more relevant. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Daz is deserving of that, but I don't know. <clears throat> so Lexi's chiming in here in chat saying Ymir is there risking her life for Krista, but Ymir knows that she won't die considering that she's the jaw titan. But she'd save Krista and reveal herself if it came down to it. Yes. If the situation came down to it, if it was life or death, being Krista's life or Krista's death, Ymir will risk it. Um, I mean, in this moment here, we see that Ymir, she's trying to, to decide what is the best way to go about this. How do I get this damn full Daz back to this cabin? Because obviously, Krista's not letting up. She's not going to let this dude die. So how do I fix the situation and she comes to this realization that I have to <laughs> I have to throw Krista down a hill and Krista she freaking hit this tree pretty good so like Ymir she's risking uh Krista's safety here like legit Krista could have like freaking hit her head on this tree with such force that knocked her out and then we see just the snow from the the tree itself fall and collapse onto her burying her in snow if this girl is knocked out unconscious who knows how long like we're talking about she's gonna be under the snow for a while so ymir is like damn all right i have to do this i have to she talk about going full method here she's putting on an acting job and she has to make it like very convincing so she goes and she tosses chris down a hill all right and then we get a cool little moment and you know we don't see her transform but the light we the the light that eludes and we hear the noise of the transformation happening now, um, 
yeah, we're going to go ahead and get more information on that as we continue on with the episode. But I 100% agree, Lex, that however the situation plays out, if it played out different, Ymir, there's no way that she is letting Krista die. And she must have some serious faith in Krista's ability because she's taking this dead weight dude, Daz, to the cabin. She's trusting that Krista is going to make it safe alone. Like, let's think about that. Like, she's leaving Krista alone in these harsh weather conditions, a snowstorm up this mountain. Like, I mean, she has some serious faith in, in Krista. We obviously know that she has a strong heart, but can she withstand the, the conditions alone? She doesn't have somebody there to watch over her. So, I don't know. But, yeah, she has some serious trust in her. So, maybe she is willing to risk Krista's life. <laughs> maybe we didn't think about this this response a little too much, Lex. Lex, you're a little chiming me in. Also, what is Krista thinking about Ymir now that Ymir revealed to her and she knows her secret? Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Um, obviously, we know the re the reveal happened uh, over at the castle. So what is Krista thinking at that moment? Is she thinking, I knew it? Or is she thinking, I had no idea? <laughs> Who knows? I like Ymir, though. I like that Ymir, she's straight up here, you know, at, in this in this moment. You know, she's saying some, some harsh things, but it's reality. Um... And I can definitely see you pulling this this the scene off, Lex. I'm telling you, you're just. I'm gonna stick to it. I'm fan casting Lexi as your mirror, and I think that you would do an awesome job. Yeah, the mirror knows Krista's secret. Okay, so Lexi's uh talking about how she, that what's going through Krista's mind, knowing that your mirror knows her secret. That's true. But also, to what extent does Krista know? Because. Remember that whenever she would be visited by the, at that time, the founding Titan, which is one of the daughters of, you know, Rod Rice, that whenever she would leave the farm, she would make sure that Krista forgets that she ever knew her or any details or any knowledge of that story. So... We don't know to the extent at this current moment what Kristen is aware of because because we we find out later on in the in the anime that Rod Rice is the one that explains the story to to Historia. And that's when she realizes. So this whole you know revelation of Ymir telling Krista this, I mean, maybe Krista doesn't even know to the extent of what Ymir is saying. I mean, obviously Krista knows that there's more to her because she's aware of, I guess, the family situation, at least in terms of her parents, but doesn't necessarily know all of the juicy details, all those crazy details. Um, so can you imagine, Lex, if... Ymir really did, like, if she knew more details, I don't think Ymir knows all those extensive details. She just knows that Chris is a big deal, and she knows that she knows Chris's real name. 
But can you imagine if she just laid that all on her in this freaking snowy tundra? <laughs> yeah, I know that you are uh, Rod Rice's illegitimate daughter and that you are eventually going to be, you know, fed the the founding Titan and, you know, just all of this craziness and Ymir's, I mean, and Historia is just like, wait, what? Wait, what? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Who knows what Krista knows at this point? All we know is that Krista is very confused because they're not here anymore. And I'm sure she wasn't out for a long time. You know, it seemed like it was just a very quick moment and then boom, gone. All right. Let me get some more water, guys. Doing all these voices, man. It's just whew, it's tough. <laughs> I hope I'm pulling it off, though. I do aspire to be a voice actor. So it was cool kind of getting into the that that crazy mindset of Ymir. I liked it. All right, so we're now back to the cabin. As Aaron, he can be heard saying, it's better if you guys let me do this alone. Like our instructor said, we don't want more people to die than me already have. We see Aaron, he's about to exit the cabin. As Mikasa tells him, that's precisely why I'm coming with you. Armin also agrees. I can't just sit around here and do nothing. We see an annoyed Aaron. But Reina now enters. Really? What the hell is this? And Aaron, he warns Reina, Look, don't try to stop me. We see both Reina and Berthold. As Bertie suggests, You're, uh gonna need a lot more gear and Rana tells Aaron you can't do this on your own you'll end up just like the folks you're trying to rescue and Bertie adds the more eyes you've got in your search party the better right a stunned Aaron answers well we I suppose we can use all the help we can get and then suddenly Connie enters great then count us in too and Marco informs, sounds like the storm's letting up a little bit. We should be okay. And Sasha tells everyone, I brought some extra rations just in case. And a happy Aaron says, thanks guys. And then we hear a distant rumble. Hmm. Everyone quickly turns their attention to the noise. Armin asks, what was that? An avalanche? And then everyone quickly runs outside to find out. We see everyone outside looking down the road. And Sasha alerts. Look, somebody's coming. And then off in the distance, we see a faint light from a person's lantern in the snowstorm. All right. Let's talk about this very quickly, guys, because there's some things here that I want to mention here. But Lexi's chiming in. Sasha sharing her rations. True friend right there. Yeah. And Margo's saying rumbling. <laughs> oh, shit. Rumbling? Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's the moment it happens. Rumbling? Um, no. But to Lexi's point very quickly, like, there's... Uh, come on. Do we believe that if, if it came down to it and they were, like, stuck in the storm and Sasha had to share rations? There's no way she's sharing those rations. Like, I'm thinking back to the moment where her dad is freaking trying to go ahead and pry the freaking meat out of her hand or her mouth. Like... 
they're like, Sasha, come on, dude. Like, we're starving too. We're going to die. And Sasha just like, <laughs> you know, and just like giving them the freaking demon eyes or something, you know? If it came down to it, Sasha, she's for sure eating every single one of those people. Like, she will freaking resort to cannibalism. No doubt in my mind. Like, she's not going to starve. <laughs> um, but to your point here, Marco, rumbling. Okay. So, we are aware of Rhina and Birdie's secret. Now they hear that noise. Are they thinking, oh shit, we know that noise. Like they have to be, they have to like have been aware that that's not just an avalanche noise that Armin suggests. No, that was a freaking, that was a Titan transforming back to like, like back to a person. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know that they're... I know. I, I want to say that they were. They know that that somebody that they they could distinguish the difference of a transformation sound. You know. I don't know. That's what I think. You guys, let me know. And you think Rhina and Birdie, they, you know, remember that specific noise? I think they would have to. But they played along with it. Yeah, it's an avalanche. Let's go outside and let's go look. And, you know, Sasha being the uh, the instinctive person that she is, she's the first person to see another person down the road. And again, you're through the storm. It's very hard to see a person. You just kind of see again a faint light. Yeah. I don't know why every time I say this word light, it makes me think I've been watching Death Note. This is a completely different, you know, little side moment here. But I've been uh, rewatching Death Note and I got to the point where um, Misa Mane <laughs> tells uh, both Light and L, like, I don't even want to imagine a world without Light. And L just says, yes, that would be dark. And it's another moment where we're just like, oh my God, the freaking writing. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so true. I don't even want to imagine a world without Light. Yes, that would be dark. Just the way L says it's so just nonchalant and just so just in his L way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Death Note's another good anime, guys. I'm sorry. Just had to go ahead and throw that out there. Every time I say the word light, I'm either thinking of light Yagami or I'm, you know, I'm going back to, to the, yeah, yeah, Lexi's chiming in as well. Yeah. <laughs> but Lexi, she, um, she chimes in here talking about the story here. She goes, Rhina and Birdie have another agenda for sure. And yes. They have to. We know that their mission, right? And I mean, they have to have been aware of that noise. I mean, I you, there's no way if, uh, that they can deny that. But I agree, Lex. L is a comedic genius. He has good timing when it comes to comedy. Um, yeah. So the next podcast, guys, when we focus and discuss every episode of Death Note in in chronological order. <laughs> coming soon <laughs> no maybe i don't know anything else to talk about here that happened i don't know i mean like i said not, it's very kind of quick again you know aaron's very adamant about helping his friends he's not going to wait till there's light out again there's that word again light sorry guys um but another thing too aaron we see how annoyed he gets when, like, Mikasa 
and like Armin, they're like, they're going to help him. But the tone changed once like Reina and Birdie and the others wanted to help. Then he's like, oh, hey, thanks, guys. Whereas before it's like, you know, didn't you hear what the instructor said? You know, like, obviously he gets annoyed whenever Mikasa wants to tag along. I mean, he gets annoyed whenever, yeah, that... Because he doesn't want Mikasa to always save his ass. And he didn't, you know, she, she, she's been doing it a lot. Um, I mean, I think that if Armin wanted to go along, I think that, you know, he'd be like, fine, okay, Armin. Because Armin's obviously very bright and intelligent. And, you know, I'm sure that his tactics and strategy would be able to... He would be resourceful, you know, and, and, and finding maybe them a lot quicker. Whereas with Mikasa, he knows that Mikasa is just there to make sure that I don't do anything stupid or make sure, you know, like, if I'm ever in trouble, she's just going to go and save me. And, damn it, it pisses me off. You know? He gets annoyed by Mikasa for sure. And we will, like, meanwhile, Mikasa is just like, I have to protect Aaron. I can't let him die. <laughs> because Aaron is Mikasa's Krista, <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's that dynamic there. All right. We're almost to the end of the episode, guys. We're a little over an hour in. Uh, appreciate if you guys are still following along. If you guys are still here with me. Um, yeah, so let's finish up this episode, guys. So we now see Krista. She's traveling to the cabin alone as she breathes laboringly. Krista, she makes it to the point where she can see the cabin. But she also sees a person alone, waiting outside as she, as Krista asks, or she says, Ymir? Krista finally makes it, as a resting Ymir says, It's about time. You decide to take the scenic route? I told Raina and the gang I'd wait out here for you, to be your welcoming committee. So... And then Krista, she just stares at Ymir, upset. And Krista, I mean, Ymir continues. Yeah, I know. Stupid move on my part. And a worried Krista asks, Daz, is he? Ymir looks into, she looks in a direction towards the cabin. And then Krista looks in that same direction. And we see a cold Daz. He's well. And he's warming up inside the cabin. That fucking guy. <laughs> I don't know why it upsets me to go and see this guy alive and well and just warming up over in this house, like in this cabin. While he's surrounded and tended to by all the other people. Like you could tell they're like, oh my God, Daz, you're so brave for, you know, whatever. Or who knows what they're saying. And when this guy's just like, he was useless. Like dead weight. Like, we don't know when this training happened. We don't know when it started. Obviously, we know that it was nine hours and 12 minutes is how long it took the others. Obviously, it was much longer for, you know, Ymir and Krista and Daz. But to what point did this guy give up? I want to know that. At what point did this guy decide, I can't go anymore. Just leave me. Just let me die. And Krista's like, no, I'm not letting you die. Here, get on this damn sled. I'm going to take you there. At what point did that happen? Because we know it happened. There's no way... Freaking Daz started off on a sled at the beginning of this training. No, that fool quit. He quit. So yes, Lexi, I agree. 
All right, Daz, you know what? First thing in the morning, hike your ass back down there because you're no longer a scout. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Get out of my sight. Because we know this guy absolutely quit. We know this guy decided, like, I can't do this anymore. No, I just... Leave me here. Let me die. Bro. Like... Really? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, it upsets me to see this dude, like, all attended to by all of the other people. Yeah, Lexi's chiming in as well as saying that Sada's insulting him the entire time, too. Yes, please, go back. Go back home, bro, and tell Commander Keith Sadas. I mean, he's not a, you know he's not a commander anymore. But go to him and tell him that I quit and I needed help to get to that mountain by Krista and Ymir. And please, I want to see what Sadas tells him. I want to see it because we know it's going to be great. Talk about like comedy. That guy knows how to insult people. So I want to see that. <laughs> That'd be just absolutely amazing. But yeah, I think that Daz needs to quit and he needs to go ahead and tell Keith Sadas, our drill sergeant, that I'm quitting. And then we'll see what happens from there. But yeah, as Ymir and Krista, they both see that Daz is well and he's in the cabin. Now Krista, she turns around to look up the mountain. From all the way up there? But you didn't have any rope on you. And even if you did, how? It would have taken you hours to rappel down. Ymir just looks up at Krista and then stands up. Yeah, all right. If I have to trust someone, then it might as well be you. Just give me your word. When the day comes for me to reveal myself to everyone, promise. Promise to take back your name and live your life. Krista, she just stares at Ymir confused. And we see that the sun finally comes out. They both just stare at each other. And now we go back to that moment on top of Utgard Castle where Ymir jumps off of that tower, revealing herself to everyone. As Krista just reaches out for Ymir, just calling out her name, we see Ymir mid-fall beginning to transform, thinking to herself, Krista, we're the same. I used to curse the day I was born, just like you. The world despised me for having the gall to exist. <laughs> I thought the only way to put things right was to give up my life. But even then, what I wished for, more than anything, was to be given a second chance. A chance to finally live for myself. To be continued. Captain Boggy, chiming in here saying, do we know like what the actual mission was or is this a training exercise? And you know, we don't know. We don't know the whole details of this. All we know is that this episode begins with them going on this, uh, or at least the end of this uh, 
training exercise of traveling from who knows what point of the mountain to I would imagine it's from the bottom of the mountain traveling. Oh, I don't know if it's traveling up. Did, were they at the top of this mountain? They had to go ahead and travel down because remember, Ymir said that let's just toss this fool's body down this cliff. So if they're traveling down, that means they started at the top of this mountain. So did they have to travel up and then go back down? Is that why it took nine hours <laughs> and 12 minutes? <laughs> I don't know. If that's the case, damn, my guy, like, any potential thought of wanting to be a scout, like, I don't, I don't even think I'm built for it. That's a lot of hiking. So I don't know. This has to be a training exercise because again, like this is before they even chose their, you know, their regiment. And yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. Also, Alexi chiming in as well, saying that I'm no better than Daz. I would have damn near died too. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm throwing stones here in a freaking glass house because I don't know if I would go ahead and farewell. To be honest, I might be like, "Holy hell, guys, hold on. <sighs> Can I catch a breather, guys? Um, come on, just, just wait for me. Wait for me, guys. Wait, hold on. Where are you guys going? Hey, wait for me, guys. <laughs> don't know." <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's tough. This is a training exercise. It's a brutal one. I'm sure one of the many the brutal training exercises that they had to endure. Um, but a thought that I had, guys. Um, I hope that they let the other, at least the instructor and the other kind of rescue team know, because can you imagine if the sun goes out and all of a sudden they're like, all right, let's go ahead and let's let's look let's search for this for this person or for these people, and they don't even realize that they're already back. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we forgot to tell the instructors that they made it back. That would have been a shit show. Speaking of shit show, guys, can you imagine if, like, okay, let's go back and let's think about, you know, I'm going to go into our final thoughts here, guys. This episode is over. I'm getting into our final thoughts here because I have, I have certain things here to, to, to talk about. If Aaron and the rest of the group did go out to go ahead and search for Krista, Ymir, and Daz. Can you imagine how chaotic that would have been? How much of a freaking shit show that would have been? Like, so many personalities wanting to do all these different things. So many, yeah, they made it together, you know, through, that, through this training exercise. They made it safely together. But, like, you have one goal, and that's to go ahead and, and, and get to this point. Get to your extraction, your safety. Now you have to go ahead and actively search for people. And who knows where they're at. Now, that could have been absolute chaos. That could have been a circus. And I'm willing to bet that Sasha and Connie would have screwed up that rescue mission. And I could totally see Connie getting lost and being like, oh, Guys, um, I need help! Or something, you know? Like, who knows? Um... I mean, Sasha, she's very, again, instinctive. She kind of like, she, she, she's kind of knows her surroundings. At least she, she can help out in that sense. But I feel like Connie would have been an absolute mess. Uh, let's get to the chat here, guys. Uh, Captain Boggy is again, he's continuing saying, and why is hiking part of a training course for killing Titans? <laughs> like, seriously, I don't know. Um, that's true. This is just, uh, is this one of those training exercises that's going to make you a stronger soldier? It's going to make you tougher. It's going to, this is about stamina and this is about, 
endurance and whatever. And speaking of endurance, Lexi's chiming in saying, uh, in response to Captain Boggy, she's saying maybe endurance training in case they lose their horses or get abandoned or last survivors during an, ex- an expedition. That's a good point there, Lex. Maybe. Um, this is a way for you to go ahead and figure out how to survive on your own if, again, like Lexi is saying, if your horses are missing or if you're abandoned or, or who knows. Um, and, you know, they're putting them out there in these harsh weather conditions. And speaking of, hold on, if you guys can hear this, this is actually the Jaw Titans theme, I believe, which is pretty cool. Um, hopefully you guys can hear that in the kind of the background. Um, yeah. Um, Captain Boggy is trying to say, like that OVA notebook. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you, Captain Boggy, because I don't think I've seen uh, all of the OVAs for, uh, for AOT. I know. Shame, shame, shame. I know. I know. But I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> While we listen to the Jaw Titan theme a little bit right now. Yeah. Can you guys just picture it? Ymir in her gremlin titan form going around freaking, you know, and using the titan, I mean, using the castle as a jungle gym and swinging around and killing all these titans around her. Yeah, that's what I think of. Let's see if he gets to the good point right here. Yeah. Turning up the volume a little bit. Yeah, that is the Jaw Titan theme, which we hear again when Falco becomes his his Jaw Titan. And Lexi again saying, I'd have so much fun doing mocap for her Jaw Titan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be very fun. Being casted to be, again, a Titan user, and then you get to go and wear the mocap suit. And you get to go ahead and and do the movements for your Titan. Like that'd be so cool. And then you have obviously your likeness that's CGI'd into the Titan. Like hell yeah. And Lexi's saying, embrace my gremlin mode. That now that I would like to see. You know how guys how they do like whenever they do like mocap stuff for movies and you can go ahead and see like behind the scenes stuff on YouTube or whatever? Like that would be that would be interesting. You go ahead and like we see like finished product right in this hypothetical AOT movie and say Lexi actually kills it she does awesome as Ymir and as her Titan and then all of a sudden we go on YouTube and we see like uh, behind the scenes and here she is in her freaking you know that weird goofy mocap suit with all the balls all over the place and stuff you know and is she gonna have all the markers all over her face <laughs> and if she's out there she's crawling around <laughs> Like that'd be so funny to go ahead and see. <laughs> Just see the actor. When you see that when you see the actual actor like doing the the actions. Like I don't know. Like um seeing the uh some of the stuff that Andy Circus did with his mocap. I mean he's a mocap like legend. And seeing what he did for like the the Lord of the Rings as um uh, as Gollum. And when he's crawling around and stuff, you know, or when you see him mocapping as King Kong and he's like crawling around, the guy likes to crawl around a lot. Sorry, Lex. I think they might cast him as the jaw Titan. He likes to crawl around a lot. Sorry. No, they'll give him to be uh, 
to someone else. Maybe cast him as Porco. Nah, he's too old. Sorry, Andy. Too old for the role, my friend. But yeah, like he's saying, crawling around on all fours, growling at props. I'd love to do the growl myself too. But can you pull off that freaking, that roar that she has? Yeah, Lexi's growing back to her dragon roots in, uh, in her soccer days back when she was younger. So since you brought that up, Lex, you know, I have to talk about it. That Lexi, she is very athletic. She played sports growing up. And one of those sports when she was really young was indoor soccer. And this was really young. I want to say it was like five and six-year-olds. So keep that in mind, too. You know, might have been as old as maybe seven. But let's say from anywhere from five, six, seven years old. And, uh, you know, me and my family, you know, we remember to say, you know, me and our parents, we would go ahead and, and we would go ahead and walk, watch the games, obviously. And because it's such a young age and this is indoor soccer that you just have a group of just kids running around just chasing the ball but where's lexi she's not chasing the ball lexi is chasing the group of kids in like this like kind of like dragon pose and she's running around and then she's going rawr, rawr. she's roaring at the kids so Lexi, she had her priorities. She didn't want to go ahead and play soccer. She didn't want to go ahead and kick the ball. She probably wanted to go ahead and kick those kids. <laughs> so that was Lexi. So maybe she was destined to go ahead and be this troll-like gremlin-looking crawling jaw titan. It's meant to be. Yeah, Lexi, she even says, I was crawling on all fours and growling at people as a kid. <laughs> She's been trained to be a jaw titan, yep, since day one. And Lexi also, she adds in that all the boys feared me, and I stand by that proudly. And I can attest to that, that yes, they did. They definitely did. So, Lexi, yeah, you're just... That's something that if you were ever go into an audition and you're auditioning for this role, you tell them that story, and then they're going to be like, all right, you, you got the part. Or they might decide to have you, <laughs> they might decide to have you, like, do the interpretation again. <laughs> like, okay, let's see it. And then if you execute it, then that's going to be your moment. Then they'll be like, all right, go ahead and stop there. You got the part. And then they're going to make you sign, like, what are they, like, the NDAs or whatever and stuff or all the stuff you can't talk about because you can't spoil anything. You can't talk about anything, none of that stuff. And everything's so secretive nowadays. So even if you did get the jaw titan job, none of us would know because you couldn't talk about it. Because if you did, I'm pretty sure they would fire you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Just a little story time there. Um... Because you know for certain they would have you guys, anybody, who would join this hypothetical Attack on Titan movie, live action film. And if you're going to do it, again, you have to do it right. Big production stuff. We're not half-assing anything here. Like, this is big movie production stuff. You know. 
you're going to have to sign some clauses, some stuff that forces you not to say a word. So, yeah. That'd be cool. I wouldn't say anything as much as I would want to spoil everything and be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm casted to this person. And I heard that so-and-so is in the, in the running for this. And, you know, and, and this as if they would tell me that. Right. Like they wouldn't tell me who's auditioning for what. But if I got like, you know, if I got casted as Grisha Yeager. Are you kidding me? I'd, oh, my God, I would want it. The first thing I would want to do is go ahead and. and Start streaming live over on Attack the Talk and be like, guys, guess what? You have no idea. I just got, I just got casted in live action AOT movie as Grisha Yeager. Can you believe that, guys? And then you guys will see me like mid episode, all of a sudden look at my phone, just like absolutely like sad. Um. So I I got fired, guys. <laughs> the people. The powers that be caught wind of the podcast and they uh they didn't like me telling you guys the information how sad would that be you guys would be so devastated for me i already know that if you guys saw how excited i was to go ahead and get casted in this film just for them to rip my heart out and be like oh my god i just got fired guys and you guys will see that live while we stream here that would be devastating Like saying, we all are going to sign a petition for me to return. <laughs> Start a rally. Yeah. Band all the AOT fans together for this one dude who wants to fulfill his dream as playing a live action role in Attack on Titan. Are you kidding me? They're going to be like, screw this dude. That just means there's more opportunity for the rest of us. <laughs> and then they're going to cast Jared Leto as Grisha. Can you believe that, guys? I ruined it. I said too much, and now Jared Leto is Grisha. Damn it. I'm sorry, guys. I messed up. It went from having potential to now the potential of people not wanting to see it because Jared Leto was attached to it. Doesn't it suck that, like, that's kind of like the thing now that is attached to Jared Leto, I feel like? The guy's a tryhard, and there's nothing wrong with being a tryhard in certain professions. But, like, when you try so hard and you go so method that, like, it rubs people the wrong way or it makes people uncomfortable or, you know, it's, like, off-putting or it's hard to work with or that even if it's, like, the finished product is that, you like, you put in all of that effort to just, like, movies just shit or something, you know? Or it's just like, it's just too goofy. Like, it kind of sucks that... I I mean, I don't know. I used, I don't want to say that I used to like Jared Leto, but maybe part of me still likes Jared Leto. But... It's gone to that point, guys. Where he's just... He now is just seen as this method actor that's going to go too overboard too much into his role and it's going to make people uncomfortable and it's the movie itself like if it made people uncomfortable and it's put out a good film then people I'm sure would be like they can deal with that you know like I had to deal with this guy's antics and all of his you know uncomfortable moments 
but hey, we made money, you know, like it helped me get money in my pockets because of all the freaking, you know, just movie shares or whatever case, you know, like how much it grossed or whatever. But when people don't even like, when people don't even watch it, like, is it worth it? Maybe to him, he has that sense of like self-fulfillment. Like I put everything I had into that. If it didn't pan out, it didn't pan out. At least I know that I put everything into it. Well, maybe tone it down a little bit, bro. Maybe don't put so much into it. Maybe see what that outcome's like. If it's still bad, then by all means, dude, go ahead and do you. But Lexi chiming in saying that he's got to get a better agent to put him in the right films. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely plays a part as well. Now, in this hypothetical here, his agent, would his agent push Jared Leto or recommend that he takes a role in this Attack on Titan film? Let's ask that. He might think that this role is beneath Jared Leto. It's not worth your time, Jared. You don't need to resort yourself to cartoon characters. You tried that already. You tried the whole, let's bring comic characters to life. Didn't work, dude. Let's get you some juicy role. Let's get you some dramatic roles. Morbius became such a meme-filled movie that they literally put it out in theaters again because of how much interest, I say in air quotes, it got for its memes. Like, the fact that they thought that that would be a great idea to go and let's put this movie out again. Let's put it out in films again so we can try to make more money off of these people because they think that because it's so popular right now because of the memes. And guess what? They did it and they still did shit. <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's still not a good movie. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Just, you know, word of mouth. I mean, I think Lexi said it's one of her favorite comic movies, oddly enough. Yeah, I don't know. Strange. You guys should go ahead and uh, chime in and chat there and just ask Lexi, what the heck are you thinking? For that to be one of your top comic movies? Like, that's insane. Lexi says she's back. You're back, Lex, but um, yeah. I told him, we're talking about Morbius and how it's one of your favorite comic movies. Yeah, I should also note too that Lexi said one of the worst movies she's ever seen is Batman with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, she didn't like Robert Pattinson as, as Batman. She thought it was so boring. She fell asleep. As Lexi says in all caps, lies. All lies. But guess what? She's not here to defend herself. I mean, technically she is. She's in chat. <laughs> well, she says, how dare I not be there to defend myself? Maybe next week's podcast episode, Lex, you can go back and you can stop me in my tracks wherever at any point and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember when you said this? Well, I'm here to defend myself. Yeah. I'll get an earful next week. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do we have any other final thoughts here? Other than we hate Daz. And Daz needs to get the flock out of here. I mean, let's talk about how 
Krista's trying to even think about how the heck she pulled that off. Ymir, how did she pull that off? Because she's looking at that freaking mountain, at the cliff that they were at. Like, um, you didn't have any rope. And even if you did, like, it would take you hours to reach the bottom. She's got a point. But she doesn't know, at least not yet, that Ymir's got a secret. So, yeah. Interesting, guys. Um, I think that those are all the final thoughts that I have, guys. Um... For all of you that stuck around, you know, I appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know that it was just me. Hope that I was entertaining enough. <laughs> uh, hope I did this episode justice. I hope I did the characters that you would be voicing Lex justice. You missed a good one, Lex. There's a lot of good Ymir lines in here. And I know that you would have pulled them off very well. But I think that I pulled them off very well, too. So next week, I might have you just be Krista and I'll just be Ymir. I don't know. <laughs> um, but thank you. Lexi said I did I did well. Thank you. She says, but I'm still your mirror. <laughs> Thanks, Lex. I did good, but you're still your mirror. Okay. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you very much for sticking around. Thank you, Lex, for helping me out with this episode and chiming in. Uh, Captain Boggy, Marco, you know, everyone else, of course, you know, Lovey and Lakey for Life. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, I appreciate the engagement, your guys' feedback, your guys' comments, everything in, in, involved with chat. Um, thank you, guys. But yeah, that wraps up another episode of our season two of Attack to Talk. Remember, guys, new episodes will be streamed live on Twitch. We will update you guys on which day and time. I know this was a last minute one where we kind of surprised you guys with a Saturday stream. Um, but again, guys, we will update you guys on our Instagram. So make sure to follow us at Attack the Talk Podcast Podcast on Instagram. I should try that again. Attack the Talk Podcast on Instagram for all of your updates. Also remember, guys, the episodes will be available every Thursday as we publish and release them um, on our many platforms. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, I mean, Apple Podcasts, um, wherever you guys get your podcasts, they will be available on Thursdays. And if you guys want to go back and watch before then, you know, the, the episodes, the VODs will be available on Twitch. So yeah, guys, make sure to check out our link tree um, to find those many platforms. So remember, guys, the link tree is available in the episode description as well as on our Instagram profile page. Check that out, guys. As uh, we got some great... Uh, Music in the background. Of course, guys, as always, huge shout out to Nate Plays Bad. Our buddy Nate for uh, for putting in the time and all the hard work of just uh, editing the videos and uh, getting them ready to be, to be published. Um, Nate, thank you so much, man, for your work and just for your help and for everything. Um, it means a lot to us. And of course, guys, go ahead and check out his Twitch channel. Uh, again, his name is Nate Plays Bad, and uh, check out his streams, support him. That link is available in our episode descriptions. Uh, check it out, guys. Nate Plays Bad. Thank you again for everything, Nate. I appreciate you, man. Let's talk about some merch. Um, 
you guys are aware in our link tree we have a link to our uh, our merch buddies which is anime crunch you go to that link tree guys find that anime crunch find that anime crunch link and uh, click it because it will take you to their online store and you can go ahead and search through all the many different assorted uh, anime merch that they have um, yeah browse guys and go ahead and see what they have you know support them by uh, by purchasing some some items that you guys are interested in uh, check it out guys uh, they also have a second instagram uh, at geeky statues that, again, that's more prim primarily for like figuring stuff you know if there's any characters that you want to go and search and see and have you know they're kind of like character figurine over in you know in your room in your house in your place whatever in your collection go ahead and uh, check them out guys they have some amazing merch um, of course, guys, Anime Crunch in our link tree. Check them out. Um, if you guys are, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys happen to be over in the California area, over towards like uh, Cypress College, I know that they do, um, they have a booth there um, during, I believe it's kind of like a flea market thing or, you know, when they have their little market stores over at the Cypress College. Um, they're there as well as uh, the Santa Fe Springs Swap Meet, I believe. Santa Fe Swap Meet. Yeah, they're, uh, they have a booth there as well as where, you know, myself and Lexi uh, met them, two brothers, and they're just so kind. And, uh, and yeah, they have supported us. And, you know, we, of course, you know, want to support them. And and uh, they've hooked us up with plenty of awesome merch before. Some of it that is kind of assorted around my room. You know, I have some Funko Pops. Uh, there's some other kind of like little um, keychain characters. They've hooked it, hooked it up with some stickers. Yeah, guys, just different stuff. Um, so... Go check them out, guys. Support them. Also, guys, you guys should be aware by now that in our link tree, um, we also have a link to uh, Fandomian that Lexi helps us out with. Lexi has a code for you guys to use a promo code that is her name, Lex. So click that link in our link tree, and it'll take you straight to their store where you guys can go ahead and get searched through all the different merch that they have. And they, it, the merch goes from anime to Marvel to DC to anything that's popular. You know, guys, like they have it. Just go ahead and, and click on the link and search, guys. They have so many different stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, Lexi has a little update. She wants me to go and read. Uh, she says that Fandomian just told me that they have new Stranger Things merch out. So there you go, guys. As I, as I just mentioned, popular stuff like Stranger Things. We know how, how popular Stranger Things is. And uh, if you guys are interested in getting merch from Stranger Things, like different Stranger Things stuff, click the link and, and browse, guys. You know, and then once you guys find something you like, I mean, Lexi's got a code for you guys to use. That promo code again is Lex, L-E-X. So use that code, guys. By using it, you know, you're helping Lexi out. So Lexi's here to help you guys out, and you guys will help Lexi out by using that code. So yeah, guys. Um, click that link in our link tree for Fandomian. Use that promo code, L-E-X. And, uh, and yeah, and Lexi's saying you can get yourself a Hellfire Club shirt with my code and my link. And who doesn't want one of those? Those things are so hot right now. They've been hot. Like, come on. Go ahead and get one. So now, of course, uh, let's talk about some art. And um, in our link tree, guys, we have a link to our friend and our pal, uh, Art of Caesar. Caesar, you know, he has fantastic art. And the link, it will take you straight to his Etsy store. Um, search through his different art. I believe he, on his Etsy store, he has like 20 different uh, assorted pieces of, of his art that he has available. But also, guys, go check out his Instagram. You know, go follow him. 
Uh, he is um, at Art of Caesar, and that is at Art underscore of underscore Caesar underscore on Instagram. Go check him out, guys. Um, support him. I know that he's coming back from from an injury. I want to say, if I remember correctly, um, I think he said he he fractured his heel. I think. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, that's tough. Um, so it's something that he's healing from. But Lexi also wants us to 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 be aware of that Caesar just he just drew Aaron in his Attack Titan form, which he has available on his Instagram. So go check that out, guys. Cause it is badass. It is. I wish that he had it available on his Etsy store. At least I haven't checked that is it's available. And if it is, then you know I'm buying that. <laughs> um yeah, guys, go check it out. Go support him, guys. And of course, friend of the show, um, our our good pal uh Marco. I mean I hope you guys watched our most recent OVA episode because he was here, you know, in studio with us. And um, yeah, friend of the show, Marco, guys, go check out his Instagram. Um, Lexi, if you can help me out by by putting his Instagram again in chat because I don't have it with me available at the moment. But go check out his Instagram, guys, and go see the art that he has put out, that, you know, just drawn and stuff, you know. And I know that uh, Marco said that he's in the process of drawing art for us, you know, and, and drawing up our, you know, Spirit Animal Beast Titan forms. And I can't wait for that. But go check out uh, and support uh, our good friend Marco, which Lexi has just put in chat. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, Marco. So it's M-A-R-C, and it is a zero. And his last name, Amone. It's M-A-M-O-N-E. So go ahead, and guys, look that up. And uh, go check out his awesome art, guys. Go message him and, and say what's up, you know. And uh, yeah. We're all here just to support one another, guys. And if you guys are, you know, have anything of, you know, that you guys want to go ahead and, and and have us, you know, say out loud or whatever, you know, you want us to go ahead and kind of just in support to to discuss and, and then say to all of our listeners here, you guys, if you guys have something that you guys are working on or, or anything, you know, talents of some sort, you know, let us know. We, of course, would love to go ahead and shout you guys out. You know, that's what we do here, guys. You know, we're here shouting out, you know, our friends and stuff, you know, and, and, you know, we appreciate you guys. So if you guys have any talents or whatever, you want us to shout them out, let us know. And in closing, guys, of course, I, I just want to thank you all just for the tremendous support, guys. You know, it just means so much to us. It means so much to me. And, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, you guys made this experience just that much more enjoyable you know obviously at the end of the day it's just us talking about attack on titan that's fun guys it's it's i hope that you guys can see the passion that you know that i have that lexi has that zach has you know when we do these these episodes and we do them live and um because attack on titan is something that we're very passionate about so uh so yeah you know it's it's something that you know i hope that we're doing the anime we're doing the this just amazing show how we're doing it justice um but at the end of the day, that's what we're doing, guys. That's what we're doing. We're just talking about AOT. And, uh, you know, for you guys to be on board and, and, and joining me in chat and stuff and joining, you know, when, when Lex and Zach are here joining us in chat, you know, it just makes it just, you know, the experience that much better, you know? So thank you guys again just for the support. Um, and thank you, Lexi, for the kind words in chat saying shout out to me for being an awesome host and dealing with the scheduling, of course. Um, you know, not everything's going to work out perfectly. I'm aware of that. You know, we're all aware of that. And we've all had to uh, kind of like, you know, miss an episode or two and, uh, but we all have each other's back and, um, 
And yeah, of course, Lex, thank you for the kind words. Appreciate that. You know, we're all doing the best that we can. Um, remember, guys, of course, look out for future Spotify Q&As. Um, I want to challenge you guys, guys. I want to challenge you guys and uh, and responding to the uh, to the question in, in Spotify. I know that it is Spotify exclusive, and I know that you guys probably watch or listen to the podcast maybe in a different platform, but I want to challenge you guys to go into Spotify and to answer the the, the, the question because it's always fun reading the responses, guys, and, and hearing your guys' point of view, hearing your guys' insight and, and, and your guys' knowledge and, and Attack on Titan because, you know, it's it fuels us, you know. It, we enjoy learning new stuff, uh, about AOT, so uh, so please, guys, look out for those those questions on Spotify. Don't be afraid to answer them. And uh, of course, guys, uh, our future poll questions that we put out there, you know, again, that's available on Spotify, as well as available on our Instagram. Uh, we put out the polls on both those platforms. So uh, please, 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 um, you know, give us your feedback on that, so that we can go ahead and uh, dive into it, you know, next time we stream. Um. Yeah, guys. Of course, shout out to the loyal listeners. Again, as I said, you guys make this experience that much better, and it means so much to Attack to Talk. And you guys are the Attack to Talk experience. You know, you guys are a part of the show, and uh, so appreciative and so thankful. Um. Yeah. Again, we look forward to just streaming live and and hearing from you guys, and uh, just joining us in chat. So, with all that being said, guys, I uh, just want to say to my LT family. Um, to the Attack Talk family. Um, just be safe, guys. You know, we say it after every episode. Uh, just be safe. You know, just try to spread that love and positivity. You know, it's, uh, it's a world that we live in where it's easy to to feel hate, you know, it's easy to, um, to, yeah. I think what I want to do for this moment here, because I don't like this background music for this moment because it's kind of evil, <laughs> that I'm going to go ahead and switch it up a little bit. If I could find it. Now we're talking here, guys. Now we're talking here. So hopefully it's not drowning me out, guys, but this is better stuff to go ahead and express this message to. Um, but yeah, guys, just spread love and positivity because the world we live in, guys, is so easy to just uh, feel hate from people or just to express hate if we're dealing with stuff. And the way I see it, guys, there's no reason to because what good is that going to do? If we keep filling this world with hate, um, I don't think it's going to do us any good. And I think that we need to do our part. <laughs> Music volume is actually a little low. It's pretty loud for me. <laughs> so I, I raise it up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and restart it again. Because <laughs> so, I like the way at the beginning of it. But um, yeah, guys, I don't see a point in just continuing to just like fill this world with hate. Like, can we at least do our part and just like be just joyous people and 
try to just have a positive mentality. And again, I, I get guys that we go through our, our moments and our turmoil and our emotions and stuff. Trust me, like that's something that I have been dealing with and something that I have been really focusing on is just like moving, moving on and moving forward and, and, and not being negative and not, you know, like, like what's the point in that, you know, just, I want to continue being a positive person. I want to continue to, you know, just do my part and try to just express love and, and, uh, and yeah, cause you know, we have that saying guys, you know, we love love and we hate hate. It's so simple. So true. But with all that being said, guys, again, Attack to Talk loves you. And I hope you all have a great week. Enjoy the rest of the weekend as we here. We're here on a Saturday night. For some of you know it's much later. Have a good Sunday. Have a great week. And we will see you guys next week. And uh, yeah. Goodbye, OT fam. Thank you again, guys. See you guys next time.